good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Genesis. Now we are ready to read Genesis chapter 11. Last time we read Genesis chapter 10. Now chapter 10 was all about the descendants of Noah and how they ended up you know, settling the land and the nations and stuff. And um, this was kind of, like I said, kind of a preface, kind of an explanation of what we're about to get into. Um, I'm going to read the last verse here. These are the families of the sons of Noah according to their descendants by their nations. And from these people, the nations were separated and spread abroad on the earth after the flood. So... You know, this is how they had settled in in that in those regions. Okay, now we're going to get into Genesis chapter 11, which is going to continue on and explain some things. Now the whole earth spoke one language and used the same words, vocabulary, and as the people no, and as people journeyed eastward, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they settled there. They said one to another, Come, let us make bricks and fire them thoroughly in a kiln to harden and strengthen them. So they used brick for stone as a building material. And they used tar, now they say bitumen, asphalt, for mortar. They said, Come, let us build a city for ourselves and a tower whose top will reach into the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves, a famous name for ourselves, so that we will not be scattered into separate groups and be dispersed over the surface of the entire earth as the Lord instructed. Now the Lord had already told them, you know, to multiply and, and, and spread across the earth and settle the earth. Now the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one unified people, and they all have the same language. This is only the beginning of what they will do in rebellion against me. And now no evil thing they imagine they can do will be impossible for them. Come, let us... Father, Son, Holy Spirit, go down and there confuse and mix up their language so they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the surface of the entire earth, and they stopped building the city. Therefore the name of the city was Babel. The, the word Babel is similar to the word confuse in Hebrew, but it's in Hebrew, but it's not uh, identical, but it's similar. So the name of the city was Babel because the Lord, there the Lord, confused the language of the entire earth. And from that place, the Lord scattered and dispersed them over the surface of all the earth. Now, you'll notice there are several things to consider here. Before we move on, I was going to move on, but let's let's look at this okay so you know why did the people want to build the city and the tower okay so we can back up very easily and see why they did this okay 
they said, come let us make, no wait, that was, that was too far down, I apologize. Let's see, come let us build, here we go. They said, come, this is in verse 4, they said, come let us build a city for ourselves and a tower whose top will reach into the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves so that we will not be scattered and be dispersed over the surface of the entire earth. So they wanted to make one huge city, one big thing, and make a name for themselves. They wanted to make themselves famous and important. And in the same light, they wanted to go against what God had told them to do to, to inhabit the earth. So, then God comes down and he, he goes ahead and he changes everyone's language so that they, they had to basically disperse. They couldn't understand one another. And if you look at verse 6 here, the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have the same language. This is only the beginning of what they will do, and now no evil thing they imagine they can do will be impossible for them. Now, you say, or you think, there's a lot of good things that could come out of this, and that is true. That is true. There could have been a lot of good things, but notice where they were going already. They were already using this to go against God, to be rebellious, to make a name for themselves, to set themselves up as important. So had they been using this one language in a good way, I think that would have made a big difference, but they didn't. They were using it, you know, it was making it easy for them to do evil. And I think that goes back to just that inclination of people. Um, our first inclination when we're not thinking of God, when we're not paying attention to that higher moral authority, our first inclination, even though sometimes we think we're doing good, is to do wrong. So, it could be a good thing. It could have been used in a good way. Okay? It would. We, we see collaborative efforts nowadays between uh, people that speak one language and another, and we see a lot of good things come out of that. However, we also see a lot of wrong things. And it has gotten easier and easier for us over the centuries as we have become better translators. You know, you can go out nowadays, you can do, you know, uh, Google Translate or Microsoft Translate. And, you know, it's possible to translate what people type and figure out what they're saying. So, you know, it's become easier and easier for us to collaborate over the centuries. And uh, so, but, and while a lot of good does come out of that, as we know, there are bad things that come out of that. And here, these people specifically were focused on doing something wrong. 
they were making a name for themselves. They were making something for themselves. Not for God. Not for any other purpose other than their own glory. They were setting themselves up as their own idol. So I'm going to continue on. These are the records of the generations of Shem, from whom Abraham descended. Now, Abraham came from Shem. Shem was a hundred years old when he became the father of Arpachshad, two years after the flood. And Shem lived five hundred years after Arpachshad was born and had other sons and daughters. When Arpachshad had lived thirty-five years, he became the father of Shelah. Arpachshad lived four hundred and three years after Shelah was born and he had other sons and daughters. When Shelah had lived thirty years, he became the father of Eber. Shelah lived four hundred and three years after Eber was born and he had other sons and daughters. When Eber had lived thirty-four years, he became the father of Peleg, or yeah, Peleg, that's as good as it's going to get. And Eber lived 430 years after Peleg was born. And he had other sons and daughters. Now notice the lifespans are shortening, though. He lived 430 years after he was born. He was born 434, so he lived 464 years, not 900 some years like Noah did. When, Pe when Peleg had lived 30 years, he became the father of Reu. And Peleg lived 209 years after Reu was born, and he had other sons and daughters. When, when Ru or Reu had lived 32 years, he became the father of Sirug. And Reu lived 207 years after Sirug was born, and he had other sons and daughters. When Sirug had lived 30 years, he became the father of Nahor. Or Nahor. I think it's Nahor is what people say. And Sirug lived 200 years after Nahor was born, and he had other sons and daughters. When Nahor had lived 29 years, he became the father of Terah. <clears throat> and Nahor lived 119 years after Terah was born, and he had other sons and daughters. So 29 and 119, that's 148 years, right? So here we see the life we see the life shortening, changing over time. After Terah had lived seventy years, he became the father of Abram and Nahor and Haran, his firstborn. Now these are the records of the descendants of Terah. Terah was the father of Abram, who became Abraham, Nahor and Haran, and Haran was the father of Lot. Haran died before his father Terah in the land of his birth in Ur of the Chaldeans. Or maybe it's Chaldeans. I think it's Chaldeans. Abram and Nahor, Nahor took wives for themselves. The name of Abram's wife was Sarah, later called Sarah, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah and Iscah. But Sarah was barren, and she did not have a child. Terah took Abram his son, and Lot the son of Haran his grandson, and Sarah his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went out together to go from Ur of the Chaldeans into the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, 
about 550 miles northwest of Ur, they settled there. Terah lived 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. So this is setting up, this is setting up um, what we're about to learn of Abram, Abram's life, Abram who becomes Abraham. So this is getting us there. You'll notice the, the life expectancy is shortening, some living 150 years, and I'm, I'm being rough, okay? And then here, Terra lived 205 years. So, you know, some variation, but life expectancy is shortening as we go after the, after the flood and after everything that's gone on. So, all right. Again, this is kind of setting up, like I said, um, the story of Abram and Abraham and what we're going to learn from that and how we're going to see him become the father of many nations. So, I want to thank you for listening. This has been Genesis chapter 11. And I have been reading from the Amplified Bible. I hope I mentioned that in the beginning, but if I forgot, I apologize. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.